The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Hey, Chadville. We're almost there. Just a couple of more sleeps. Just a couple of more sleeps. Hope you hope you had a fantastic weekend. So maybe you're out and about, running around, getting things done. Maybe doing some cooking, some baking, maybe some present wrapping. Maybe you're one of those folks who are just getting out there this afternoon or you're saving it all for tomorrow, whatever it is. Uh, well, I hope you packed your patience uh, along with it. Um, we are broadcasting live today from the Enjoy Light Festival. So we're at the Enjoy Center out in St. Albert, and they have this spectacular light festival that they have uh, started up here, and it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it is um, just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, of lights, and they've just transformed this center into a magical, magical place. And uh, suitable for all ages. It's over 80,000 square feet of Christmas decorations and lights. I'm I'm looking at this giant snow globe right now. It's absolutely spectacular. If you've been on social media lately, you've probably seen some some pictures of it. Um, It includes an elf tap house for the grown-ups, the snowflake exchange, pictures with Santa, and uh, the elf kitchen as well. So lots of things for everybody. But today, it is Military Monday, and it has been... um it's an initiative um, in support of our military uh, community here in uh, Edmonton and around the region. So today, Military Monday, members of the military uh, can join us here. The The invitations have uh, have gone out. You can check it out. For more information, check out the uh, MFRC Facebook page as well. But it's going to be an absolutely spectacular day. The doors don't open until 4 o'clock this afternoon and then go till 10. The festival itself runs uh, until January 5th. So if you're thinking, oh, this is something that I'd really like to do, um, but, you know, it's going to be busy today. It's going to be busy tomorrow. It's going to be busy for the next couple of days. You do still have some time to get in on it. And, yeah, if you're looking for the perfect place for um, some some Christmas photos as well, this is going to be it. On the show today, um, giving it, uh, given that it's a bit of a military theme, we will be looking at a, at a few different different um initiatives across uh, the country. I'm going to talk with Kim uh, Mills. She's an author, a writer, a speaker. She is fierce. Um, She's a military spouse and she's uh, come up with something really cool that's going to get down uh, tonight. So we'll talk with her. We'll talk with the executive director at Wounded Warrior Scott Maxwell about a couple of programs that have started out there. We'll also talk with Angela Duckworth out at the Edmonton Garrison Military Family Resource Center. But I wanted to to start the day off with this. As we mark Military Monday at the Enjoy Center in St. Albert. It's important to remember that there are thousands of members of the Canadian military deployed around the world at any given time. 
Our first guest this afternoon just returned back to Canada after visiting visiting airmen and airwomen in Romania, and he knows firsthand what it's like to be away from family at special special times of the year. Lieutenant General Al Meinzinger is the commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force. He has served with the Air Force for over 30 years now, including two tours with Edmonton-based 408 Tactical Helicopter Squadron. I just had to give them a shout-out, of course. Lieutenant General Meinzinger took over as commander in May of 2018 and joins us this afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Hi, Jillian. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. First off, uh, first off, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to join us this afternoon, but I wanted to talk to you right off the top about one of the biggest challenges facing the Air Force right now, and you've been talking about it uh, for quite a while, and it's uh, been back in the news over the past couple of days, and that is the shortage of experienced pilots and technicians. How bad is that, uh, how bad is that situation, and what impact? is it having right now yeah but before I answer that question I may join let me just uh, let me first start off by uh, uh, stating how much of a pleasure it is to have you on our honorary colonel <laughs> team uh, I know you're a key part of the 408 squadron uh, team and uh, certainly grateful for your uh, service and all the, the fine work you do on the ground with 408 squadron so so firstly thanks for your service and your continued support yeah indeed uh, so so we're very fixed on um, um, managing what we uh, what we call an experience um, deficit currently within the the pilot cadre within the Canadian Armed Forces and the RCF. So we've commissioned a couple efforts uh, dubbed Op Experience and Op Talent, uh, Jaylen, and they're really intended to kind of shepherd uh, the various initiatives that we have uh, currently underway to to kind of focus on uh, retaining some of that skill that we currently have in the Air Force. As you know, uh, rubbing shoulders with a lot of the the great uh, folks at 408 Squadron, uh, there's clearly a lot of talent that's on the bench there. So we're doing our best to, uh, to keep that talent and, and uh, encourage folks to, uh, to stay with us for the, uh, the long term. So what impact, if any, is it having on operations, on, on the ability to get the job done? Yeah, so you would uh, note uh, certainly the, the great work that's uh, been undertaken by 408 Squadron. So, so we're absolutely able to continue to deliver on what is asked to us. Uh, certainly, uh, you saw that firsthand uh, in Mali. You're seeing it certainly um, in uh, in Iraq. Um, I saw it firsthand, as you mentioned, in Romania last week uh, over to see our uh, great uh, detachment uh, conducting uh, air, policing, air policing shoulder to shoulder with the Romanian Air Force. So I'm absolutely still able to, uh, to conduct the missions, but it's, it's really important. Uh, and as I've described it in many venues, that knowledge transfer that happens typically um, if we're talking pilots uh, happens in a cockpit or between aircrafts uh, between a, a senior individual and a junior individual and we got to ensure we've got the right balance of experience and inexperience so that we can continue to develop uh, the personnel that we, we we need to continue to deliver on the missions that will be asked of us so so it's a focus it's been a, a major priority for us over the last uh, year certainly um, and we commissioned our, our two um, operational plans, which uh, we pretend to be pretty good at. It has the weight of the Chief of Defence Staff and certainly our Deputy Minister. So, so we're doing everything we can. Um, a good part of that focus is certainly on leadership at the coal face. Uh, so we rely heavily on those that are charged to kind of look after our teammates and, and our families. And also um, there's a number of initiatives that uh, focus more specifically um, on our families. And I know you as the patron of the MFRC at Edmonton, I think, would, would be aware 
of one of our initiatives that we're um, you know looking to to roll out uh, more significantly this summer the rcf family sponsorship program so a lot of things on the go um, we're hopeful this is going to help us out and um, and that's where we're kind of at today Sir, I have to ask you about the replacements for the F-18s. I mean, this has been long debated now. It's been uh, talked about for ages. Where do we stand on that, and uh, what needs to be done when, when, they, when we get them here? Yeah, it's a, it's a major effort. Uh, certainly, my team in Ottawa seized with uh, uh, the effort. I was very delighted on the 23rd of July. Um, we uh, saw the, the release of the request for proposals. It went out to uh, industry, uh, really creating that uh, irreversible momentum for... Uh, the replacement effort for the F-18s. Of, of course, uh, those timelines will see us uh, hopefully having a, a contract awarded in, uh, in 2022, and then we're looking at the, the first uh, new uh, advanced fighters. Uh, of course, we're going to procure 88 of them um, arriving in approximately 2025. So, you know, that may seem like a, uh, you know, great distance in the future, but there's a tremendous amount of planning we need to do um, some of that is, is the people planning we just talked about, um, yeah. but such things as infrastructure. Um, obviously, we're, we're still maintaining the current fleet, and we've got a couple of projects that we're delivering uh, on today. Um, one of them, of course, is adding some additional aircraft, which uh, thankfully we've been able to secure additional uh, F-18s from our Australian partners, and we're also making some investments in the current fleet in terms of uh, uh, capability. Wanted to um, uh, get you to expand a little bit on this one. As you know, of course, it's been a busy year for the Air Force. We wrapped up uh, that peacekeeping mission in Mali earlier this year. I think I don't think a lot of folks actually realized the work that was being done, but and 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 and, and really the pretty impressive capabilities that were deployed and utilized there. I'm wondering if maybe you could share with my listeners a little bit more about what was going on in Mali with the Air Force. Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, topic, uh, Jalen. You know, certainly, um, I couldn't be more proud of, of the work that uh, the team undertook to, to get us ready to deploy to Mali. Of course, we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, thankfully, we had been doing some concurrent activity to develop a uh, integral um, aeromedevac capacity on our Chinooks. We were out visiting some of our partner nations, learning. Um, you know, what they had learned from their experiences. And of course, uh, we deployed, um, as you know, last uh, August, and uh, we started that mission on, on the 1st of August, and we ran uh, two rotations, about six months each. Um, I had the, the privilege to go visit both of those teams, and uh, it really, really uh, acquitted themselves just in sterling fashion. Um, I was reflecting back on sort of the level at, of activity um, all totaled. Uh, they conducted 11 um, uh, aeromed evac uh, evacuation missions, uh, treated about 40 casualties, all totaled flew, I think, 4,000 or so hours. And of course, it wasn't just the, uh, the aeromed evac missions that they uh, conducted. There was also efforts to support uh, some of the UN uh, troops that were there, such as the Dutch <clears throat> and the Germans. And of course, they were uh, moving them uh, from point A to point B, moving some of their equipment. So provided significant value, um, de-risked a, a lot of the activity by moving uh, folks in aircraft, vice having them have to move on the ground. Uh, but certainly you, you would know some of the great leaders we had over there. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Morrison uh, really led from the front, had the chance to spend some time with him in theater. Uh, Chris McKenna, Colonel Chris McKenna, and uh, Colonel Travis uh, Morhan, uh, the two task force commanders, um, couldn't have been better leaders on the ground and uh, certainly very, very proud of what they uh, provided to the United Nations.
Sir, what was amazing to me was uh, what was what was capable with those Chinooks. When we talk about, you know, air medevac, I mean, some people might think, okay, well, they're just kind of picking them up, maybe putting some oxygen on them and, and moving them to a safe spot. But no, these Chinooks and the people that were on board were, were able, like they were saving lives on board these uh, on board on board these birds, and it was remarkable. Yeah, it was. These were mobile surgical suites, really. Um, you know, um, a trauma team of four individuals, a critical care doctor, a critical care nurse, and then two medical technicians. I tell you, Jalen, for me, uh, on my first visit, I think the moment I'll always remember, uh, they did a rehearsal of a medevac for me, uh, and I was in the back of the Chinook. We were airborne with a, um, a simulated uh, German casualty. And as I looked down, you know, I saw the medical team on their knees with their their equipment, uh, 30, 40 pounds of equipment on their, their backs and on their, their heads. Um, and in between the, the four surgical uh, members, uh, the Van Dues, the great force protection mm-hmm. infantry team that we had integrated, uh, they, of course, would provide perimeter security whenever we needed to land and, um, and secure uh, injured individuals, make sure weapons were cleared, make sure the, the perimeter was secure. Uh, they were on their knees as well, holding up IV bags and contributing to that mission on the floor of the Chinook. And of course, as I looked to my left and my right, I saw the great members of the RCF. So it was a real integrated mission. We talk about it often as an RCF mission, but we, we need to recognize it was also the Army and our medical profession professionals that were with us uh, throughout. So uh, again, couldn't couldn't be more proud of the, uh, the effort uh, of the team. We're talking this afternoon with the commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force, Lieutenant General Al Meinzinger, joining us this afternoon. Uh, You've been deployed uh, many times, sir. You have been away on special occasions, on holidays. Can you give my listeners an idea of of what that's like? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's something that we certainly uh, expect when we join the Canadian Armed Forces. We anticipate that uh, we're going to be deployed. Um, We recognize that as, as part of... Uh, of service uh, in uniform. Um, I think, you know, to your families out there, certainly, um, you know, I recognize certainly I do perhaps more uh, more keenly, I suppose, as the commander of the, the RCF today, uh, you know, it is um, uh, very challenging for our families. And I, you know, I'd have to say, and I, and I must sincerely thank all of the, the families and, and friends of our deployed members, you know, for their um, service and sacrifice to our, our folks and to our country. It's not easy. Certainly, you know, this time of the year, it's not easy being away from your loved ones. And certainly um, when I was over in Romania last week, uh, that detachment won't come home until um, until January. So uh, the entire crew will be away from their loved ones. Um, but we recognize, you know, the strength of the uniform are our families and, and, mm-hmm. our, and our friends. So um, I think it's, it's challenging. You know, it's, it's helpful to have... Uh, you know, access to the internet and Wi-Fi does make it a little easier, I suppose, to uh, to peer into your your family dining room and see your your family and your children. Um, but it is a sacrifice, and uh, we don't lose sight of that certainly. And I think I heard you make mention of that in the program today already, Jalen. You know how important it is to have uh, support there for our families when our folks are deployed. Without a doubt. So, what's on the horizon for the for the Air Force in 2020? What gains would you like to see happen? Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. It's been a, a busy um, 2019, as I was reflecting uh, earlier in the month. Um, operationally, uh, the, the activity level's been, been very high. We talked about Mali, of course. We, we've had troops, and we still have troops over in the Middle East uh, serving under op impact, uh, Romania, 
Uh, we just had our Aurora detachment uh, returning from Op Neon, which is uh, a mission to help uh, enforce the um, UN Security Council resolution around North Korea. So they're flying over um, the area to uh, to provide uh, ISR capacity. So, so it's been very busy. And um, of course, domestically, we've seen our team deployed in support of responses to, to fires, floods, evacuations of communities and the like. So I, I anticipate that will continue as we look to, to 2020. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful we'll continue to make progress uh, along what I call the, the people priority. Uh, we talked a little bit about retention. Mm-hmm. But when I think about some of the ideas and some of the work we've got ongoing with quality of life and quality of service initiatives, I'm, I'm very um, uh, keen to move those and, and push those forward. And, of course, you know, at the Ottawa level, we, we focus a lot on procurement. Uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. And uh, <laughs> so very excited about the, the first of the new fixed-wing SAR aircraft arriving in Canada this year. That'll be a great moment. And, of course, for your listeners, Jaylen, um, you know, one of the moments that I certainly enjoyed this past year because I've served twice at Edmonton. As you've noted, it's uh, very much home for me. I, I met my wife in Edmonton and, and we're there on holidays as much as we can be. But we reactivated uh, 418 City of Edmonton Squadron in Comox this past summer. And 418 Squadron, uh, a mainstay in Edmonton for many, many years. In fact, it was active when I was serving uh, in Edmonton on my first tour in the mid-90s. Uh, it sat dormant for about 30 years, and we were able to uh, reopen it, and it will now be the, the center, of excellence for, center of excellence for search and rescue in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, we owe a lot of thanks to the 418 Squadron Association out of Kingsway. They really kept uh, the lifeblood and the, the history of the squadron alive, and they were present with us in Comox, obviously very proud to see the City of Edmonton Squadron reopen. General Meinzinger, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, I appreciate your time and all the best to you and your family over the holidays, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the new year. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show, uh, Jillian. And again, thanks for all you do for our members in uniform and and our families. I hope you have a great uh, Christmas, and I look forward to uh, seeing you in Winnipeg uh, this summer for the Honorary Colonel's Conference. So uh, all the best, Jillian. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is uh, Lieutenant General Al Meinzinger, the commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force, joining us this afternoon. Again, he has deep ties to the city of Edmonton. Uh, as, you, as you mentioned, mentioned his uh, met his wife out here and, and is out here on holidays quite a bit, served two tours uh, with 408 Tactical Helicopter Squadron. So um, Al Meinzinger, the commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force, joining us this afternoon. We'll take a break here as we broadcast live from the Enjoy Light Festival on this Military Monday. Broadcasting live this afternoon from the Enjoy Light Festival at the Enjoy Center in St. Albert. It is uh, Military Monday on this December 23rd, so we're looking forward to inviting or welcoming, rather, our military families uh, to the festival when the doors open at 4 o'clock. Uh, 4 to 10 is what you're looking at if you want to come down. It's open until January 5th. Absolutely spectacular location. I, I just I love being at the Enjoy Center. There's so much uh, to see and so much to do, and 
boy, they've kicked it up a notch with uh, with the Light Festival this year. Over 80,000 square feet of Christmas magic. And uh, you can find out more online at enjoylightfestival.com. You can read all about it. want to let you know, still to come on the show this afternoon, I have a, a pair of tickets to catch the Oilers take on the Calgary Flames on December 27th. We'll do that a little later on uh, in this show. Also, uh, we'll take a look at that uh, that awful shooting that happened in Red Deer. Just heartbreaking, that story. Um, and also, all that snow uh, out uh, in in through the mountain passes. Wow, wee, that was something else. Uh, let me know uh, what you're up to today. Maybe you're shopping. Maybe you're um, still at work. Maybe you're just hanging out with the fam. Let me know. 780-496-0063 is the text line. I have it up and going right here as we continue to broadcast live from the Enjoy Light Festival. News is next.